0: Came from the
1: Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello, and welcome to the pilot episode of the usual podcast. This is a brand new podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, Will. Hello. Before we get started, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at The Usual Podcast. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com and find us on Facebook at The Usual Podcast and Google Plus at The Usual Podcast. You can also reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. So, of course, please take the time to give us a positive rating on iTunes and like and share us on the social medias. Alright, since this is our first time doing this show, I thought we'd start off by talking about the format of the show, then within each section, each of us will say a little bit about ourselves as it relates to that specific section. So, in section one, we'll be dedicated to the story-based MMO, Star Wars The Old Republic, and in that section, we'll cover our weekend game, maybe a little bit of news if anything catches our eye and discuss the game from the perspective of a mostly solo playstyle.
0: Basically how I stay away from PvP as much as humanly possible.
1: (laughs) I do dabble. I dabble a little, but we'll get to that. Um, Let's see, so Section 2, we're going to focus on Star Wars in general, because both of us are crazy Star Wars fans. Uh, We'll talk about Episode 7 news, any novels we've read, EU, or the new canon. Uh, Star Wars, Disney Parks, we're both Disney fanatics as well, so that might get interesting today and in section three uh it'll be a much more open discussion about geek and pop culture i'll let will lead that discussion uh we'll talk movies tv shows fandom and anything else that tickles his fancy that week does that sound right much that does (laughs) all right so before we get into the first section we'll talk about how we came up with the name of the podcast so especially if you came here from the slow community You're probably wondering why we don't have a snazzy SWOTOR title. So uh, I'm going to let Will tell the first part of the story. Go ahead, buddy.
0: Well, uh, Marshall and I met uh, when we were both college students slash bartenders slash bouncers slash professional drinkers in the happiest town in America, (laughs) San Luis Obispo. Uh, This afforded us the opportunity to network with other bartenders and bouncers at every single other watering hole in town. Um, and then of course one day Marshall had a breakup and we spent the entire day going from bar to bar and happy hour to happy hour imbibing libations and collecting hangers on until we finished up at closing time. Now as for the name Marshall.
1: All right. Well, I don't have, I really don't have much of a memory of that day. Or, especially that night. Uh, that breakup was pretty rough. So anyway, so we jumped around bar to bar, as he said, um, I do remember wearing flip flops the entire oh, day, most of the day. <laughs> what well, oh, was we'll bare. To... I was barefoot.
0: <laughs> You're barefoot for right. I don't know the last couple hours, and you even cut yourself on the uh, the walk home.
1: Oh lord. Okay, so uh, let's see. So what I do remember we got. I mean, we just picked up. I mean, every. I mean, if you've never been to San Luis Obispo, the downtown is there's a, there's a million bars down there. Uh, we just knew people. At every bar, and we just picked up one person after another. By the end of the night, I do remember there just being a lot more people around. Um, I was standing, which I think was important, too. Well, uh, you know,
0: plus, we're both you know, good-looking, handsome, funny, debonair individuals. Oh, so, Oh,
1: yeah, that helped. Of course, of course helped we're sure. picking
0: up everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, and so I was a bartender at the time, too. And um, One of the cool things about that town is all the bartenders would kind of hop around to each other's bars uh, and you kind of always knew what everybody's favorite drink was. So I'd walk in to the library and Kim was her name. Yeah, her name was Kim. Kim uh, yep. Kim, she, she would give us rum and Cokes and giant pint glasses. Uh, mostly, oh, that was always mostly rough. rum. Yeah, there was a lot of rum. Uh, don't forget you know, the surfers Kim, on
0: acid. Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so anywhere we went. The bartender knew exactly what we wanted and then vice versa, of course, you know, the bartenders would come into my spot, I give them what they want and so it just kind of became the thing, you know, what's your usual at, what, uh, at any location? Uh, I don't know, it was like a year later, uh, we had this idea for a screenplay kind of based on that day. Uh, we kicked that idea around for a while, even though it never happened, we called it the usual. So I figured anything else we collaborated on, we'd, we'd hang on to the name, so Although we don't have a flashy to our name, we, we definitely play the game. We'll be talking that um, and Star Wars and anything else. So am I forgetting anything?
0: No, that's pretty much it. I think we're <laughs> ready to, uh, to take off.
1: All right. So section one. Uh, this is the uh, Star Wars The Old Republic section of the show. So we're going to talk the week's news and talk about our weekend game for the most part. But since it's the pilot... Uh, we're just going to talk about how we got into SWOTOR, our play styles. Um, and we do have a discussion topic. So we will be talking about that a little bit. So we'll be talking some tour. Uh I'm going to start with Will. Uh, he hasn't been in the game as long as me, but that's all right. I don't hold it against him. Uh, hey, I was in so we'll...
0: <laughs> It's not like I joined after, uh, after uh, I had Galactic Strongholds.
1: <laughs> anyway, all right. So. Our history with the game, uh, so let's just start with you, Will. What do you usually do in game?
0: Um, well, I'm not a very social gamer, as my lack of PVP-ness <laughs> will attest <laughs> to. Guys. There's a little <laughs> shout-out to some other podcasters. But um, my gamer history tend to revolve around side-scrolling player games like um, you know, Mario games. And uh, my brother got me hooked on Sid Meier's Civilization series. And right now I'm currently yeah, hooked that. on Marvel Puzzle Quest on my mobile devices so it's a it's a Wait, great that's a puzzle game you were telling me about it is it's very much like candy uh, candy Crush, but it's much more story driven and it's very cool because they um they introduce uh, marvel characters almost every two weeks which is very cool i'll get to that i might have to check it i'm out. sure one section of the uh, pop culture section of the of the cast um but, you know, Marshall told me that a new Star Wars game was coming out and that it was story-centric, which, you know, since we're both writers, is, is phenomenal. And so he got me into beta testing, and I took the plunge, and, uh, you know, after learning the ropes with Marshall for a couple of nights, and him being very patient with my very slow video card and having one frame per second rates, where I uh, was walking into door frames quite a bit. Uh, that was brutal. That was brutal. Was, gosh, you remember going to get that first Datacron on Huda?
1: Oh, we had to do the jump on the pipe?
0: Yeah, it's a simple <laughs> jump on a pipe that took me 90 minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, anyways, that, that's some serious patience on my part. I'll give me myself props for that.
0: Anyways, I uh, upgraded my video card and power supply, and then uh, I could actually see what we were doing. I actually remember uh, the first night gaming after that, I said, uh, so this is what the game looks like? <laughs> Um but you know now it's been more than 3 years and I still play almost every day and I look forward to every new expansion.
1: Awesome. So what do you what did you do this week?
0: Um well, I'm a completionist and an achievement whore So um Yeah, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> well, it's again a lot of patience on my part but a lot of uh, <laughs> lack of not having a wife and kids and full-time job and just being a student. Oh,
1: right all now. the thing all the things I have. Okay. Absolutely. I got
0: you. <laughs> um, but I got my second toon, my bounty hunter, up to level 60. And uh, I began my trooper story on Oricon, so I can get a bunch of XP there. And uh, she is uh, three-quarters of the way to 60. So that, and my big achievement this uh, this week, is I got Balmora to 100% achievement. Did you really? I did. I finally had to get a Datacron that was up a hill that you can't actually get to. And so you've actually got to send your... Or not a Datacron, a, uh, a beast... Uh, a bestiary uh, lore, and you actually have to send your uh companion up to a hill that you can't get to and it's very difficult, oh my god,
1: yeah, I think the most I have on any planet what did i say like twenty percent if i that, mean look but... i love i love achievements as much as the next guy, but i can't i just can't do it anyway
0: yeah how about you uh how about you tell me how you're in the game so much longer than I am?
1: Yeah, so three and a half years ago. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I got really into Twitter um, about uh, three and a half years ago, and that's when I heard about uh, SWOTOR. Um, And I was searching for more info. Of course, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I just said, look, I got to find out more about this game. I haven't played an MMO, you know, consistently since uh, EverQuest 2. My wife and I used to play that all the time. Oh, man, that game was awesome. Um, but I hadn't been playing much. I was playing a lot of console games at the time and I just finally was able to get a decent computer and I was looking for a new MMO and I was stoked to find out. Sword was even going to be a thing. So I, I stumbled onto Torwars.com, com, and I just, I just love that site. There was something about that site that I just, you know, they were so quick with the news. I could just go to that site and get anything I wanted well, plus, um, and Jeff, being a writer, the
0: nicest people in the world.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Those of you who have been around the community long enough know Tor Wars and Jeff and Didi, um, who ran that site for years up until uh, what a year and a half ago or so. Um, But being a writer, I I figured I was doing some blogging. I wanted to get some experience writing. So I kind of just sent them an email and was like, hey, if you ever need any help on the site, it looks like a fun, fun thing to do. And they wrote me back right away and said, yep. You know, uh, we need someone to do a column, uh, and they wanted me to do the Inquisitor column. This was during during beta, so I was doing that and I was helping them with some news. Uh, but just to go back to Jeff and Didi, I'll give them a little shout out to um, I. You know, they're two of my favorite people. Wills met them; they're they're awesome. Uh, you know, and I see them every year still. Actually, I'm going to see them in a couple weeks when I go down to Disneyland. Yeah, you uh, see them. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, you know, and it's something about those guys. You know, we get together. Our kids play together. We, It's just, it's fun. So I met him the first time after launch. Uh, Swotor had a big presence at San Diego Comic-Con. And that's when I really, that was my first year at Comic-Con. Will went with me that year. That was a blast. We went to the, one of the first uh, community cantinas. Uh, Got our first of many Tomfons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. So many Tom They, I mean, they, they really, they, they weren't even calling them community cantinas at the time. It was like a little meetup in a small space, um, right behind a mass effect event. And I just remember us standing in there kind of waiting for the crowds. And then before we knew it, there was just, there was a ton of people there. It was a blast. Um, so yeah. And the, so eventually I just started covering events for the most part for tour wars. I did, um, uh, every Every time there was a community cantina in San Francisco, I went uh this will be my fourth year at san diego comic con and I don't know the one cantina that stands out besides the comic con ones because they're a blast, but uh when I went to the e a offices right around the lo- right before the launch of galactic starfighter, and oh man, we got our hands on on g s f for the first time. you know, I'll pat myself on the back a little bit. I got first in the first time in the first round and second and the other one so you know i was doing all right so <laughs> i think um, i've played that
0: a total of two or three times
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i like gsf i just you know i haven't i haven't been back to it in a while but i keep telling myself to but but that was a blast i met the guys from the osw guild and that's the one thing about these cantina events you know you get to meet people from the community that are doing you know creating content in the gaming uh in swotor and that kind of thing and uh, you know and free drinks and free. Food, drinks, you know. And you can't really beat that. Uh Musco, Courtney, I've I've met at all these events all these years and they're just they're just a blast to hang out with. Every time I see Eric it's just it's just fun. Last year was a blast uh at the Cantina event. Um uh, Tate, I met Tate Watson for the first time. And man, everybody in the community knows he's awesome and he's 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 a blast. So shout out to Tate of course too. Um the other thing about this game that I love though I, I listen to a ton of podcasts for Soul I listen to almost all of them except for I don't think I, I don't listen to Healing Soul Tour. I'm not a healer. Sorry, Healing Soul Tour. I don't heal. I feel bad about that a little bit. But um I've been on UtiniCast Cast a couple times, I actually helped them cover that last uh, community cantina event. Um big shout out to those guys. To is super helpful when it comes to, you know, putting stuff like this together. Um I, I listen to Beyond the Stars, Creelian Run, Unnamed Soul Tour podcast, The Bad Feeling podcast which you already gave a little nod to a minute ago with the PV penis. Those guys are hilarious. Um Old Republic Radio, Soul Tour Skate podcast which I don't know, I laugh constantly with those guys. They they're just torturing torturing uh Astromax over there. Um in a very creative way I, I like those guys a lot and of course road and all those guys in minor at toro cast so uh i you know i listen to all of them um and that kind of inspired me to to kind of start this just uh kind of want to be part of that community a little bit and i don't know thought it would be fun you listen to any of them um
0: you know i you know me i've never been a huge fan of of well not, not that I'm not a huge fan, but I just never spent the time to listen to podcasts or audiobooks. I just, you know, it's not a medium. That, I've been trying. Really, you've been trying for years. It's just not a medium that really, you know, jumped uh, at me. But, uh, you know, recently I've started to get more and more into podcasts. The only uh, the only tour podcast I listen to on a regular basis is uh, Bad Feeling. You know, I listen to Chuck and Brian every single week. So, yeah, those um, guys are awesome. They are. They are really funny. Even though I uh, I don't play pvp at all i always listen to all their advice on pvpness so
1: yeah you know i mean a segment called pvpness you can't not listen to that oh absolutely
0: (laughs) um plus you know it's really funny so considering i'm an achievement whore and you know i i have every crafting up to max and everything i am horrible at keeping my tunes outfitted with the best gear and so i never really understood the rating system and so after this last release, I listened to Chuck and Brian and they explained the ratings gear a bit and, and it, uh, it really helped me out. And now I've, uh, got some really high level gear and it's making things easier.
1: <laughs> it really makes kind of a difference. You know, you're having good gear, you know, it, you, it you, you die a lot less. You definitely <laughs> die a lot
0: less. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> I'm actually able to, to go solo through, uh, some work on, uh, um, heroics and, and it's easier nice. to do that on a daily basis. But, uh, there are a couple other podcasts I listen to, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit more once we get down to pop culture.
1: Oh, yeah, I listen to at least 12 other ones, but yeah, we'll get to that later. Uh, so, just real quick, the play style for me on tour, I've been mostly solo, as he mentioned. I, wife, kids, I work lots and lots of hours. So, I usually just play in the middle of the night for the most part or right before I pass out of my desk. Um, so, you know, but I have leveled all my tunes to 55. Uh, only one story I have to finish, which I plan to do this week, uh, is my trooper. Um, just finished the counselor last week, so that was that was pretty cool. Counselor's a great um, story. Yeah, actually, the ending I like the ending a lot. The beginning was a little little slow, but I you know I used twelve XP uh, to get her through everything, so you know it was kind of nice watching it that way. But we'll talk more about that in a bit too. Um, so the only part of the game I really don't dabble in too much is operations. I have played a couple of the early ones but I'm mostly solo I do like flashpoints a lot Uh, the tacticals are kind of right in my alley Um, daily heroics too Um, I don't mind pugging those and you know pugging the flashpoints and stuff like that Um, tacticals I really I don't know I know there's some flack in the community about tacticals but I I, you know it takes the pressure off you can just kind of run through them especially if it's story mode you know you just kind of run through and you know, it's it's my little bit of social, but if I'm not playing uh, with you, I guess. Uh, so I do play PvP a little bit. I kind of I go in spurts. I guess is the best way to to say it. I haven't played level sixty PvP. I do like lobby PvP a lot. Um, so if they don't bring back twelve XP, I'll probably finish off the two tunes I want to get to fifty five or sixty. I guess now uh, through PvP just to kind of get back into it. Yeah, you, well, when
0: at the beginning, you started trying to get me into the Hutt Ball and Coast and all that stuff, and I just, you know, it just doesn't match my play style. It's it's just uh, a <laughs> since it's my first MMO, I never play, I've never played keyboard based mechanics. I'm just not right. quick enough with with rotation and whatnot, and you know, it just it I end up being more of a hindrance, and it's just not as much fun. Um, plus, I'm in ninety nine percent mostly for the story. Um, oh yeah. So, uh, so I do that. Like I finished every one of my classes up to fifty five. Um, I finished every story. I've gotten every um, companion maxed out on affection, except for one class that I'm almost trying to finish off now. So that's really? where I spend most of my yeah. The, I only have my Jedi Knight and only three of those companions. Oh my God. But where Dude, I, I where I get I trouble can't do is like I can't finish off. Some basic gear missions because I can't do the multiple person flashpoints that are required, like in section X. Because right, I never play with anybody.
1: So right, I've dragged you through there a couple times, but couple but times. Yeah, finishing the weeklies. You know, you got to do those heroics. Um, let's see. I mostly do dailies though. I love the Yavin dailies right now. The fact that getting that that one ninety two gear for the companion. I've got let's see two treek sets. Um, an H K set. Um one more I can't remember. Uh but anyway. Uh yeah, I I like that set that set of dailies a lot. They um, you know,
0: they're they're not that, that hard. They're they're pretty quick, they're entertaining. Um and I do those dailies almost every single day. I've outfitted almost hmm. all my companions on my sniper, which is my main. Um, which is cool. So I, I you know, I don't just do the one or two companions I I take with me. I try to outfit everybody. Wow, so. Rub it in.
1: That's cool. Rub it in. That's fine. <laughs> How did, did you well, really? You really finished Max Affection on all your on almost all your tunes? Yeah, everything but um, that blows uh, my mind.
0: Yeah, everything but three on uh, on the Jedi Knight. I do have to do the 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 basic droid. Uh, I've only maxed out Affection on uh, him for two of them.
1: I have my main, my Inquisitor. I've had all five. And I'll say my sniper. I think I have three.
0: Yeah, well, see the rest are pretty Hello. dark. Their achievements. <laughs> What's that? they their achievements. That's oh, why I do them.
1: Well, no wonder. All right, all right. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> uh, all right, and I do like playing the GTN, man. I, you know, I like to craft. I play the GTN a little bit, uh, and I've been messing around with my with my stronghold. You came into my Narshehda. No, not the Narshehda one. The um, drum and and cost one. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty Um, badass. I
0: I really mm. need to spend more time in my stronghold. Basically, mine, the entrance is Christmas. Well, sorry, Life Day. Because that's the stuff (laughs) I got from, of course, going after the the achievement for throwing snowballs at overheating droids. Um, That was surprisingly compelling. Yeah, I've got a a mail (laughs) slash uh, locker slash, you know, vendor room and. That's basically it. I don't have anything anywhere else. <laughs> um, but the last achievement that I that I really made a push for was Wealthy, to get 10 million creds on one tune. Oh, yeah. And so I finally played some uh, the GTN a little bit and sold off some uh, MK9 um, stuff, and that, that got me over the hump. And so I'm finally Wealthy. And then, of course, I dropped 5 million working on my stronghold.
1: Yeah, that does happen. Speaking of, that's when I went broke. I bought Tatooine. Uh, yeah, I'm, that's my next goal was Tatooine. I got all the meat trees. I don't know if you got all the meat trees. Um, when they when they put those in for one credit, um, it's the Rishi vendor. You got to check it out. Because uh, they had that bug in the beginning when, when, at, when 3.0 launched. And they didn't, and the meat tree was bugged, and so it's kind of—I guess it's kind of like a joke. They put in, so now we have a meat tree decoration for strongholds. You can get for one credit, and you can get up to fifty. So oh, no, I'm going to go those. in. And, yeah, I got those. You got those, okay? Yeah, so I'm going I'm to—I have this idea to go to Tatooine and kind of make a field of meat trees. <laughs> I think that's—I think that's—I think, that's think that's going to—I think that's going to be
0: amazing. You're an English <laughs> teacher, right? Because you know, I thought in the world yeah. of words, we call that an orchard. <laughs>
1: wow all right yeah yeah uh an orchard of meat trees but i mean it's meat right it's not plants so is it an orchard well they're trees
0: (laughs) it's not like you're playing a field of meat corn
1: that's a good point all right all right moving on here uh we're almost done with the soil tour section but we want to do our discussion topic this week uh so legacy 50 perks I, I've had this little bit of, and I, other people have mentioned this, but I have this little beef with Legacy. With Legacy. Now that I'm Legacy 50, uh, it doesn't really matter. Oh, yeah, you've been playing a lot longer Legacy than me, was but, just a I bar. think I
0: hit, you know, you've been playing yeah, a lot longer okay. than me, but I think Rubber I hit him. Legacy 50, hmm. I don't know, about six months before you. Indeed.
1: Yeah, at least. So, anyway, back to this. <laughs> uh <laughs> No, dude, you, I was pretty jealous when you hit Legacy 50. I think at the time I was 47, and man, those last few levels take forever. Yes, they do. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I wrote a blog post on the site, um, and just some of my ideas for, to bring Legacy back. I remember when it was just a bar, nothing was happening. We knew it was going to be a thing later, but it was just a bar. And now that we're Legacy 50, there's no increase of levels, and there's just nothing... Nothing really there. So, some of my ideas, and I have this idea too. If you have other, if listeners, if you have an idea, you know, tweet us, email us to the usualpodcast.com or gmail.com uh, with your ideas and talk about it. Maybe BioWare will listen. Who knows? So, I have a couple of ideas here. Some are a little wall of crazy ish, but I'll get to those last. 12 XP. God, it has to be. When you get to legacy fifty, you should be able to turn on and off legacy, uh, you know, twelve XP. I understand you can run more alts,
0: but for the most part, those of us who have hit level fifty have pretty much maxed out most alts.
1: Well, some of us have, but for me, I still have. I mean, I have what eight tunes that are that I focus on, but I that's I've got. I don't even have all my slots though. You know, I loved, I want a mercenary. I want a high level merc. I want, you know, and I, I seriously, I can't level normally anymore. It drives me insane. After 12 XP, I literally, I can't do it.
0: I, I can understand that. I'm, I'm really on, on board with your next suggestion.
1: All right. So let's check this out. So, uh, story mode flashpoint solo. That's my, that's my big one here. I think, huh? Uh, I, you know, we talk about it sometimes there's some of the low B flashpoints we still haven't seen, um, despite our legacy 50 and being around for three years, I don't know what our excuse is, but we're solo players. So whatever, just give me the Jesus droid. I mean, give Absolutely. me the Jesus droid and I run through them all what with the think? latest
0: expansion and having the solo mode flashpoints, um, starting with the, uh, um, with the new, the new content, it just, it makes it so much easier if I can go back in solo mode the level 49 50 52 heroics and you know get being able to get through the macro binocular quest finally or the you know secret yeah. droid quest where I'm on the final heroic but again I don't team up so it's hard to get through that content and of course get the
1: achievements right uh, I think they have said they're not gonna to go back and, and do the solo modes I think that's fairly recent but I think if we harp on them enough bring it up at a cantina we'll see no uh, at the very least as
0: long as they keep releasing content and raising max level i mean i'm, at, I'm finally mm. at 60 now i can go back and maybe try to to knock those out solo or maybe just you and i in in heroic fours should be able to do it yeah you if, can
1: do the only one you can't do is the one of the hk ones uh because it's it's like Aurora canyon where you have to have four people to press a button or something, but you exactly. can solo all that content now at sixty. So yeah, that's full, a, that's uh, the
0: frustrating part is like Aurora cannon.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. So my other idea, I have uh, unlimited crew skills, and basically, all I mean by that is if you have the companions unlocked, you should be able to send them out on missions. I think that's either a good subscriber perk or a good legacy fifty perk. What do you think?
0: Well, I like that they added on the sixth one once you got to yeah, level I sixty. That was sweet too. But uh, I, I agree, especially since they've added on more uh, companions you can get, like HK and Treek, without raising the limit. You know, if you've got both of those, you've got at least two um, companions that aren't doing anything
1: at all. Exactly. They're not with yep. you, and they're not And on that's why like on my main, I have everybody, but I can't send two of them out. drives me nuts. Yep. All right, and this other thing should be a thing. But and, and a lot of the community has kind of said, I hope they come out with this. But anyway, legacy storage uh, for credits. Uh, I I hate shuffling credits back and forth between my tunes. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I, so I never think,
0: understood why this wasn't a thing when they came with the legacy storage. Um, especially since it happened at the same time I'm, I was going for the wealthy uh, uh, thing. So it was I was shuffling credits back and forth between a whole bunch of tunes, mm-hmm. and of course they're getting their you know measly five creds with every transaction, but. It's. Uh, right. I, I just don't understand not having, you know, they've you've already got it written into code, obviously somewhere because it's possible in the guild bank where you can put, right, you know, credits in, but you, you just can't on your legacy storage.
1: I think. I think. I think their their story is um, has to do with gold farmers a little bit, but I think. I think that's why I think as a legacy perk or subscriber perk, I think is. I think. I think that that's a decent workaround. Right. Uh, this. So this other one I came up with was was kind of came from that first from a little frustration i had on this on a blog post i did pretty much right after 3.0 um i got a little ranty about the the cost of extractions of of mods but mostly just having to retrain abilities and the ridiculous cost when 3.0 came out um of the you know of the ability training the the thing is of course they've gone back and taken that away now but i mean i i lost three four million credits you know, in that week on my main, and I'm still struggling to get it back. So yeah. I think, I think as another perk, it'd be sweet to have free mod extractions. You know, um, you know Like you I
0: said earlier, I, I I never really worried about gear, <laughs> well, that's and now it's more gear, of an issue. Yeah. But I still, you know, I don't. I can't remember the last time I actually extracted a, a piece of mo- a mod from a piece of gear.
1: Okay, so for example, like I have my. I'm leveling my bounty hunter right now, my power tech um, through Rishi and stuff. And, you know, if you do the forge alliances storyline, go through the original flashpoints, you get gear, better gear. And I like my look. And of course there's ways around it, but I just want to be able to pull the mods out or as they've been talking about, um, hopefully we get a costume uh, system in soon. So then I, then I don't have to worry about it at all, but We'll see what comes down the line, but that's what? my other...
0: I'm sorry, what's this costume system? I haven't heard of this.
1: So, like, in a lot of MMOs, what they do is they have a, a, a set that you want to show. So it looks like... So you get your look no matter what, and then you have gear behind the scenes that you're modding. So okay, it doesn't really you. matter what the other one looks like. So you have your outer look all the time, and so I don't have to worry about keeping my look for better gear if I'm broke.
0: That's I basically
1: you. what it comes down to. So. All right, and I'll run through these last ones here and then we'll we'll get to the next section of our show here. So, wall of crazy ideas, uh free schematics from from crew skill trainers. Uh that's kind of just a fantasy. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're not going to give anything away for free like that, yeah, especially they're not, when they're They're not going to do that. doing free uh free skills.
1: And although they came out, this one's actually kind of linked to what they just came out with with the um it's on the it was on the PTS as a perk where I think it's two million credits and similar to rocket boots, but you can mount while moving. So my idea was free rocket boots, which isn't going to be a thing either, but, or just not having a cooldown on it, um, or being able to turn it off and on kind of like sprint, like for a bounty hunter, be kind of sick to like always be flying, you know, that's kind especially of, especially when
0: they put that in the story a lot, like
1: fun, right.
0: On, uh, reaching when you're battling, um, that bounty hunter
1: torch yeah. torch yes yeah no i i don't know i just think it'd be cool of crazy-ish a little bit um this one is something that obviously probably would never happen either but straight to level 50 for classes you've already leveled to 60 um so if you just want to try the other advanced class you don't have to level all the way to 50 um i know you like that but it gets a little tedious i think and then um i don't know what else do you think that's all i have
0: um, you know, not specifically for the the Legacy Fifty perk, but two things I really wish that they would work on. Um, they kind of worked on this with the um, the collection system, but especially it really works out well with strongholds is if they built a closet system or a yeah. or a uh, a weapons rack system, because there are a whole bunch of of um, adaptable. Gear sets that you can get, and they release new ones all the time, but not all of them are in collections, so you can't get them away from your your storage. You're forced to buy more storage. But if you bought a, a if they created something where there's a closet where they made each set stackable on itself, um, I see what you're saying. Like when you get, like when they came out the Glass Galactic Starfighter, and you had those four different sets of, of gear. That they released and they were all bundled together until you open them up. If they just made it retroactive, where you could put them back into a bundle only on its same gear. You just can't bundle any gear; it has to be the same set. That way, you know you can get yeah. your Slave Leia set. You can get your formal, you know, your formal set from I think it was Drum and Cost. So you can get, you know, your Tatooine uh, Sam people gear set, and you could stack them all up uh, on itself. And then, you know, it, it gets just put into like a closet storage but then also having a weapons rack where you could put your adaptable assault cannons your adaptable tech staffs and display them
1: yeah no i'm with you i you know there's definitely been i mean that was a question at the last cantina i was at i mean they want something like that so and i mean they know i'm really hoping this year i mean maybe we'll do that in the next show but just some of the stuff we want to see in the game I don't want to harp on Bioware too much. I mean, I love the game, but at the same time, you know, little quality of life things, um, you know, having something in your stronghold like that I think is, a, is an awesome idea.
0: I think it might be a um, coding issue. It just might be a lot of coding to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it would just, I mean, as it is right now, I'm almost maxed out on storage across all my tunes, across all yeah, my storage it. stuff, and I'm still just filled up with mats and, and adaptables
1: yeah my legacy storage is a cluster i don't even know what's going on in there anymore um <laughs> it's it's madness I, i'm trying to organize it but you know time all right so we're going to close out this section of the show uh so before we move on if you've never played sword tour and you're still listening to us that's awesome uh you can find our refer friend links in on in the show notes and on the usual Com in the about us section it's free to play check it out we love the game and. uh it helps us if you click on our link, so do that. Become a subscriber. Have some fun. All right, so we're moving on to Section 2. It's going to be a little short this week, uh, but we're just going to do our Star Wars section of the show. So uh, if you haven't figured it out already, uh, Will and I are both pretty rabid Star Wars fans. Uh, so this is the portion of the show where we're just going to talk about the franchise that we love, uh, and that can take any form, whether it be the movies, uh books uh, you know the eu it doesn't matter so this week uh, we're just going to kind of start talk about our star wars fandom in general um and see where that goes so why don't you start off Will? why do you like star wars um well i first saw empire was the
0: first star wars movie i actually ever saw and it was at a drive-in in san luis obispo when i was four years old um but i didn't get to see um a star wars movie in a theater until i saw jedi you know, three years later, but, um, just the incredible stories and the vistas and the characters hooked me completely. Um, I'm also a committed Indiana Jones fan, um, which was oh, awesome. Yeah. Cause I went to the Indiana Jones panel at comic con for two straight years. And it's actually run by Disney Imagineers, which was awesome. awesome. I actually ended up sitting next to Tony Baxter. who just made it into the, uh, Disney legends, um, this last year. So that was nice. very, very cool. Um, so I you know it, it just shows how much I love George Lucas story ideas at least his early ones and not necessarily his scripts <laughs> but um I continue or to his read, uh, much of the EU throughout <laughs> the 90s um and uh, I even waited overnight for the, at the local theater for the re-releases back in uh what was it 97
1: um, yeah, it was in ninety some. I did the same thing. That was awesome.
0: Yeah, not the prequels, but the re-releases. And yeah. you know, the new Ewok song is bad, but Best been having more windows. Oh, I mean, hello, your Cloud City. Of course, the the, the windows are good. But uh, I think what really reeled me into the universe was the connections that everything um, was connected to everything else, and was just thought out on a massive scale. And, and you know, J.K. Rowling is really known for that now with the with the Potter verse and how. Everything is thought out to the nth degree, and she hasn't even shared, you know, a small percentage of what she knows. Um, so it just kept me interested in, you know, 40 years later, and I'm still learning aspects that i never even thought about before, like the importance of Palpatine's rise to power. I read in um, in um, uh, James Lucerno's book, um, which was great, and, uh, you know, I'm excited yeah, to read it. Darth Plagueis, the, right? Yeah, Darth Plagueis. And I'm really interested in reading yep. uh, the new Tarkin book and learning Tarkin's
1: backstory. Oh, maybe we'll talk about that next week. I read it. Oh, really? It's sweet. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Of I listened to an audio book, so uh, you can check that out. But
0: of course I'm, I'm all caught up on rebels. Rebels is awesome.
1: Oh, rebels is rebels is sick. We'll talk about that too. Cause, uh, I've been writing blog posts about it cause I'm showing my kids. So I think we'll save that for next week. I have one that I want to do, uh, with the first two episodes after their hiatus, uh, that show that show's phenomenal. I am halfway through a new dawn too on audiobook, and I want to I want to finish that out before we talk about rebels, um, a lot. So that's the the prequel um,
0: with the, uh, um, with that's Keenan, before we right? see
1: them in the show. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that we've talked about a bunch, and and I feel like it's important to talk about on our show, of course, is um, the Disney Star Wars merger. We're both huge Disney fanatics as well. Um, you crazily more than me, but you used to live in LA. So you have that. Uh, so what, you know, what do you, how do you feel about it?
0: Um, I still remember the day the merger happened and I was like, it was a new beginning, right? It was the dawn of a new era. And, uh, I was thoroughly excited, probably in much less apprehensive about it than I think most other fan people. But, um, you know, I grew up a huge Disney fan. I mean, I was going every year with my family. I, you know, I used to work for the Disney stores. Um, when I lived in L.A., I had an annual pass, and I went, you know, I would go for lunch and just go get some <laughs> lunch in the park and ride a couple rides and then go back to work. And, God, I you wish know, I could do that. it was just awesome. I mean, I've been to the park at least a few hundred times. Um, when I go with people that I've never been before, you know, I mean, you know, the first few times that I went with you, I end up being a tour guide. And, yeah, and, and I've just,
1: been, and I'll talk about. It. I've been, you know, every year more than once before. You know, since I was four months old, and you're showing me stuff I never even knew about. It, it was awesome, anyway, and there's still stuff ahead. that I learn about every time I go. It's just, it's awesome.
0: Um, now, with the, with the the merger of the companies, especially with the merger of Marvel, there's just so much that they're going to be able to do. But I don't want them to alter too much of their Disney part just to get more. Profit. So, you know, they were right. talking about changing Tomorrowland to Star Wars land. As much as I love Star Wars and the Star Wars areas they have over at MGM Studios, sorry, Disney Studios over in Disney World, um, like the, the queue area for Star Tours is just sick over there. It's just, I love right. the Jules Verne concept that came up with the 90s and it's just made it timeless. So they have so much land in the Anaheim area where they have parking lots right now. It would be so easy to just build a new Star Wars theme park, which I think would be much more um, acceptable to the Disney fan base without alienating them. Plus, you. I'm curious
1: about. I'm curious about this real quick. Now that you mentioned that, do you think that they might actually do a uh, a whole separate theme park, or just add on to Disneyland uh, and like make a Star Wars land? Well, it'll. I,
0: I think it'll be more in the vein of California Adventure. You know, California okay. Adventure is, is, acreage bigger than Disneyland itself, but you know, do something, you know, maybe a little bit smaller, but have separate lands where you could, you know, focus on a Hoth land. You can focus on a Tatooine land. Yeah. You can have, you know, cantinas in every different area. You know, there's, there's so much story there. Um, especially there's. with the success that, um, the Harry Potter world has had over Universal Studios, islands of adventure in Florida. Um, it really right. wouldn't be hard to build it over, say, in the Paradise Pier parking lot, and just build another parking structure to to alleviate that parking, and also add on a side section for Marvel. Um,
1: I, I love that idea, man, and that's and that's kind of I you know I wrote this blog about um, this was months ago when I heard about them talking about changing Tomorrowland, and like I like I said, I mean I've been to Disneyland so many times in Tomorrowland. By far, by far my favorite land um, outside of Frontierland. But, I mean, it, it's just, I mean, I remember, remember, I mean, you remember the People Movers? I do. People Movers uh, and uh, Captain EO, which is back. Is it still there? Um,
0: last time I was, it's been two years since I've actually been to Disneyland um so okay. it was there when i was there they brought it back after michael jackson died but I, that was one right. thing i loved when i stopped at uh, disney world on my cross-country trip the last couple of years is they saw the people mover there so it was really cool to be on that
1: yeah nice yeah see i i um last year i went and captain Neil was still there so i'm hoping it's there this year i want my kids to watch it uh but, you know, I've been I've been so many times at Disneyland and Tomorrowland's a big part. I don't want to see it go away. I, I, you know, I love the way it is. I don't mind when they change things here and there. But I as much as like you said, as much as I love Star Wars, I don't want to see Tomorrowland change completely into something else. So I'm really hoping they don't they don't go that route. Right.
0: Um, and, you know, the, the thing with Disney is huge on synergy. Um, I mean, they basically invented the concept on a, on a pop culture level. And uh I mean, it just shows with big hero six, their big release this year is actually a very deep Marvel character. So
1: they were yeah, already, and I still haven't seen th- that yet. And I'm
0: neither have I, it's on my list, but um it's just, it's very interesting that they were already digging into the Marvel back right. catalog
1: for Disney ideas. So. Yeah, we need to um figure out how we can both watch that and then maybe we'll review it or something. That's a good idea. Absolutely. Uh, so, just real quick, how I, how I got into Star Wars. I just remember as a kid, uh, I saw Empire Strikes Back was on TV. And I was playing with my cousins and, and that kind of thing. And I saw, and it was the Dagobah scene, you know, Yoda is in the swamp. And, you know, as much as I love Sesame Street and Muppets, I mean, Sesame Street was my favorite show as a kid. And I saw this, this amazing little green thing, force lifting an X-Wing out of a swamp. And I was just like, all right, I'm in. You know, from there, um, I ended up, I never saw any of them in the theater, so I'm pretty jealous you got to see Jedi. Uh, but I did, I did go to the midnight shows for all the re- re-releases, the prequels, which one did we see together? Was it episode two or one?
0: Uh, one and two. We didn't see three, but two was actually uh, yours and Katie's first major date. And so that was actually where I first got oh, to meet that's her. that's
1: right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Cool, and then, um, so I just, I still have it somewhere. I have my VHS copies of the movie somewhere. Uh, I wore those things out, man. I I, I watched them all the time. So, um, you know, something about the humor, I'm a writer, I write fantasy and science fiction, um, and I've always been really just captivated by, by the world of Star Wars. I've read, because I listen to so many audiobooks, I've listened to every single unabridged, star wars e u novel that 's on audible, and recently i I listened to Tarkin almost done with the new dawn or halfway through new dawn so i'm, gonna, I'm almost i 'm almost there on that um, but you know and it 's actually something i 've been a part of this year which i 'm going incorporate in my classroom as hes as, he, as you said i'm I am a teacher, I teach high school English seniors, and you know one of the things i i 'm trying to incorporate this year is kind of a hero 's journey unit where I show them the films and we kind of talk about. The hero's journey as a part of pop culture, you know, whether it be Harry Potter or Matrix and that kind of thing. Um Well so it's, it's one of I, the standard
0: storylines, especially in sci fi mm-hmm. and fantasy.
1: Exactly. So I, I joined Star Wars in the classroom last year. Got some great curriculum from them. Uh it's a really cool community of just educators using Star Wars to educate. It's really neat. Um so that's 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 pretty much where my fandom lies. Um uh, I've got no less than 50 Star Wars Geek t shirts. I buy a lot on those, you know, t shirt a day websites. Um, actually, I have two right now that I have to open that I forgot that I bought. I'm pretty excited about. <laughs> I have two, I have, See, that's I have what four episodes have seven an ones now. I know, right? <laughs> um, so anyway, I, you know, I'm most excited. I mean, let's just talk real quick what we're most excited about. I mean, you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but. Um, as far as the Disney, um, you know, taking over the reins of, of Star Wars, I'm, I'm, I'm most excited really about San Diego Comic Con in the future. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with the with the with the actors and the panels, and it's, it's going to be insane.
0: Lucas Lucasfilm panels are going to be in, incredible.
1: Yeah, I, I cannot wait. Last year, I was I went to a panel. You know, Steve Sansweet was sitting a couple aisles behind me. Um, so that was pretty cool. I, I met him briefly. Um, you know, just some of the, you know, I've met some amazing podcasters uh, in the Star Wars. I listen to a lot of Star Wars podcasts too, like um, uh, Rebels Report. Um, I listen to Far Far Away, Far Far Away Radio, which I really like. Those guys, those are fun, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. And so I get to meet some of these people, and I would never have known about some of this stuff unless I'd met. You know, I just happened to be sitting next to the guy who does Rebels Report, and we were at a Rebels panel last year at, Com- at comic-con and it was it was a blast so um you know i'm excited about the novels too I, i'm really stoked for the luke skywalker one that's coming out i think in april march mm. or april um they're doing that one from a first person perspective so i'm actually kind of interested to see how that's going to go um yeah but other than that just real quick what are you most excited about for s- episode seven then we'll close out this part of the show and get to the last segment
0: uh i'm it just it's jj And one thing about J.J. and Disney that they both have in common is, I mean, profit's important, but everything serves the story. If it's not a good story, it's not worth doing. And so, you know, there's all that, you know, hullabaloo going on right now with Lucas saying, well, they threw out all my ideas. And I'm like, well, honestly, your ideas for the last 20 years have been crap. So, you know, I'm kind (laughs) of glad they did that. So uh <laughs> um don't get me wrong disney's had their own you know missteps but oh yeah for the last they generation haven't made too many lately though yeah for the last generation disney and marvel really can't do wrong and i think jj's going to take star wars right into that same uh, same vein
1: yeah no i'm i'm excited about that too i and I, I think it's really interesting with the with the Lucas thing. He's like, well, they bought my company, and now they're not using my story. I sold them, and it's like, well, JJ's not going to make a movie he doesn't like. He's not going to make a movie without a without a badass story. So you know, I I, I can't wait for Episode Seven. I, unlike some of the other haters out there, I'm all about that that lightsaber man. And the reason being, I wrote this on my other blog post about the trailer. I. To me, it's like a mashup between fantasy and sci-fi. Absolutely, I mean, it looks, it's like, just, it oh, just looks just like a broadsword, sweet I lightsaber I think broadsword.
0: It was on, on Hollywood Babylon, where I think it was Ralph Garman that was explaining mm-hmm. that, you know, it's not going to cut off your thumb because of the way it's designed. <laughs> it, it's like a hilt. It's just the way it's designed. Yeah. Um,
1: no, but I'm, I'm pumped.
0: I, I'm I'm excited. Um, I'm uh, you know just finishing up with Lucas. You know, he's all whining about. You know, oh they're not using my story. I'm like, Well you got four point two billion dollars. Why don't you use a couple hundreds yeah. and wipe your tears?
1: <laughs> he'll he'll be alright. He'll be alright. Yeah, I think he'll uh, be fine. Real quick on a side a side note with that, uh that movie he just put out, um what's it called? I heard it was aimed at twelve year old girls, it's a musical. I just saw a trailer for it the other day.
0: I didn't, you know, I follow pop culture and I really, I just have kind of been ignoring Well, it says
1: from the, from the mind of George Lucas, it's an animated, oh, the name just flew out of my head. Anyway, whatever. Um, we'll maybe talk about that next week. All right. So last section of the show, I'm going to hand it over to you. Will. you're the, you're the pop culture dude. I'm gonna let you take the last section of the show and I'm going to, I'm going to drink my usual brew here and, (laughs) uh, and, 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 and let you roll with this. So. Section three
0: here. Well, we'll try to, uh, to keep this part a little, little quick, but um, just a little overview is, as your listeners will soon become painfully aware, I'm a wealth of useless information, unless it revolves around the new George Lucas tween picture. Uh, <laughs> so this is a section where I'm going to let that personality trait shine. Um, I envision this, this portion of the podcast will be the most fluid, where we will discuss everything from books and comics to movies and Broadway. Um, but just remember what Will Wheaton says, the defining characteristic of being a nerd is that we love things. And that's what being, that's why being a nerd is awesome. Um, You're here. exactly. So, you know, as a, as a historian, I'm, I'm, uh, my degrees in history, but I'm a pop culture fanatic. I tend to look at pop culture in a very holistic frame of mind. Um, I try to look at how everything is connected and is influenced by everything else, um, the connections of books to movies and to television shows and how actors and actresses and characters cross brands and generations. Um, I try to take the long view and analyzing media, which requires a comprehensive catalog to data mine. Um, that is why this week I'm just going to focus on not necessarily anything in particular, except for, you know, this week I, I did write a blog on the top 10 TV shows you're not watching. Um, but, um, and as you learn, I love lists. But uh, this week I'm just going to focus on the tools that I use to catalog my media and whatnot. Um, so, you know, Marshall, do you use anything in particular um, besides iTunes and Audible?
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, I love IMDB. I find myself on that app a lot. I like to actually remember. I don't like sitting around anymore. You know, back in the day, I used to sit around and be like, well, who was that actor in that movie? You know, and now you don't even have to really you know, sit around and ponder that. So I like IMDb iTunes is fine. Um, I'm not, I, I, I have a good reads account. I don't really mess around with it too much. I'm kind of hating Facebook at the moment, but that's for a different reason. Um, <laughs> well, since I, 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 playing, I do love Twitter, of course. Yeah. Since I stopped What's playing that?
0: farmville a couple of years ago, I really don't spend too much time on Facebook, but, um, the tools I tend to use is I, am very active on good reads. Um, I don't write as many, um, reviews as I should. Um, but they've got a great giveaway system for advanced reader copies. Um, Del Rey does uh, and Lucas books do some some titles through there. Um, but it's a great website where it's basically a virtual bookshelf. Um, and it's it's ultimately owned by Amazon now, but so it links easily through them, but it it connects through a whole bunch of different databases. Um, and I use that in conjunction with a great, program uh, a great open source pro- program called calibre uh, c-a-l-i-b-r-e it's a free open source program that um basically is like itunes it catalogs all your digital books on your computer but it also um uh, converts books into any basically any format whether it's moby epub um you know cbz huh. for for comics um pdf everything and it 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 opens it up. It's a viewer as well as a converter and a cataloger. And it allows you to very easily uh, alter metadata and to, to categorize, which makes it very easy. Um, there's a new website that I found wow. recently called TV. That's T R A K T dot TV. Um, they just did it a, a, an upgrade to their 2.0, uh, formula, uh, format, but it's great. It's kind of like IMDB where it's, it, it's not as much of a database of the actors as it is of actual shows and episodes and everything, and it attracts uh, your progress. It tells you what the next episode is. It's a calendar-based uh, program. It's very good, but it does. It's introduced a new thing called Scrobbling, which is um, if what the you use Scrabbling, Scrabbling, S C R O B B L I N G, and what it is wow, is if you use certain. Uh, programs to view which unfortunately they don't have it incorporated with VLC which is the the, the video user that I use um, but it's incorporated with iTunes and Kodi which is the old Xbox movie uh, center um, mm. and uh, Infuse and a whole bunch of other systems that you can use on your, your uh, Android and, and iPhone and iPad and all that whatnot. What it does is you set it where you start watching it and it automatically links to the website and says, "I'm watching this. I've watched this. Adds it to your catalog. It adds that you've watched oh. it, and what the uh, it adds it to the progress. Um, you can rate it on there. It's really, really well done. Uh, the one thing we oh, cool. need to work on is the community aspect. It's kind of hard to find people's profiles unless you're specifically looking for a specific profile. Um, but okay. we'll put in the show notes my my profiles on Goodreads and Track, so you guys can follow what I'm watching and reading." Uh, at any given time and
1: uh, yeah that's awesome
0: yeah but as for you know actual databases that i have on my computer i use calibre itunes um, and then in uh, goodreads and that covers books music movies and uh, and tv shows and so those are all Sweet. the tools that i use no, as-
1: I, I have used vlc before in my classroom actually um i've used that a, a bit but that was that was a couple years ago but uh, yeah man uh, we will definitely put all all of those in the show notes for sure Absolutely. Um, so let's go back to this. Uh, look, so maybe we'll talk about this more next week, but give us two shows off of your list. since Let's let's entice them a little bit. So <laughs> you you have me intrigued, and I'm not going to let you go if we're not talking about because I'm going to tell you what. I've suggested a couple shows to you recently, and you've talked about a couple, and I just want to see what I'm not watching that, you know, because basically if I tell the wife there's a good show out there, we're going to be watching it. So... Give me, give me at least one or two.
0: Um, well, I I'm right now hooked on on comedies. Um, so mm-hmm. there's two that I'm going to suggest that are drastically undervalued out there right now. Um, one uh, is just about to start their second season, uh, I believe, in early February. It's on USA and it's called Sirens, uh, like okay, like uh, Fire Truck Sirens, and it's um, it's actually based on a on a Britcom, a British com- uh, comedy. But it's uh, executive produced by uh, Dennis Leary um, because you know he did Rescue Me for years, which is the dramatic aspect of of Fireman. But this uh, follows a a crew of EMTs based out of Chicago, and it is just—it's a comedy. Comedy. It is thoroughly hilarious, and I mean, I I, I constantly rewatch. I just rewatched two more episodes last night. Um, There's only ten episodes. The last
1: show I've watched on USA though.
0: Exactly, I think I think the last show I watched on USA was Psych, and I stopped watching that in season two. Um,
1: yeah, my wife watched that for a
0: while. I haven't, but this show is brilliant. The, the all okay. the actors are hilarious. It's really, really, really funny. Um, the other one, actually, I didn't start watching until after it finished its first season, which just ended recently. Um, but I I learned about it through a Golden Globe snub article. Because it it got okay. snubbed. It wasn't nominated for anything, even though it's in its first year. People thought it should have been. And it's a show on, uh, I believe it's FXX. You know, same thing as Archer and it's always sitting in Philadelphia. Right. But it's called You're the Worst. And it's basically huh. this British guy and this American girl. And they meet at a wedding. Turns out they're, you know, tangentially, you know, they know people. But they are the most toxic relationship people you will ever meet. They're rude. <laughs> They're honest to a fault. Everything nobody can stand being in a relationship, but for some reason the two of them together work, and they hate to oh, admit it. Awesome. And so it's a the the it's a ten episode first season I think, and I literally would find myself laughing out loud watching each episode. It's just hilarious. All right. So those are all the right. two. Uh,
1: You're the worst in Sirens. Sweet. Um, all right. Before we wrap up, and before you know there's a couple things that we both watch and one of our favorites I think is that we talk about the most and whenever we're together I think is Archer
0: Archer um, is
1: awesome the show is ridiculous and I, I've, I, I mean, I've tried to get people into it, you know I got my brother into it and you know if you're not into crazy sarcasm and you don't love H. John Benjamin like you should <laughs> uh, maybe it won't work but that, I mean okay so the new season started which is why I'm bringing it up. Right. Uh, we've had what two episodes, a third one's on this week. I think,
0: yeah, they just, I think they just have the third one.
1: Okay. Um, uh, I haven't watched the third one yet. The second, second episode. I, I, I did not stop laughing.
0: Dude. Conway um, came
1: back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Conway's.
1: If you don't watch Archer, if you don't watch Archer, you can watch the first, I think what four seasons on Netflix. Uh, the fifth season's not up yet. Um, but that was actually the first a, Emmy they, nominated. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, so one thing I just maybe to, maybe this would be a nice way to close the show up before we give our contact info again is uh, maybe favorite Archer quote, quote from this from this new season so far. And oh. if you take mine, I'm gonna be mad. Go ahead. Man, uh, I'll n- let, or should I go first? You go first. Okay, my. <laughs> I'm laughing just saying it. Uh, I'm a verb now, Lana. <laughs> When he turns, he says, I'm going to archerize this situation. Remember that? Oh, that was oh, awesome. I love I, it. I, I love it. He turns himself into a verb.
0: I, the end of last season and the beginning of this season is featured Christian Slater playing oh God, yeah. playing Slater. He's actually playing himself. <laughs> and he's the CIA um, agent. He's actually a handler. He's in charge of yeah. of, of, of them now. He's and, in charge of them, pretty much. Yeah, and it's awesome yeah. because... No matter they keep referring to him as Mr. Slater and he says, Nope, just Slater and they can't it through their thick skulls and <laughs> that was just making me laugh the entire first episode. Um but just you know, Conway coming back and you know, he was in like yeah. I think the third episode of second or third episode of season one. And then he had Yeah, a, he was a, way back. Yeah, way and back. then he was in a cutscene I think in season four. And uh something like that. But they finally bring him back and it's a whole centered episode around him and it's it's just it's <laughs> hilarious. The, the show is phenomenal yeah. it's got a great supporting cast with judy greer naisha tyler and uh chris parnell and uh yeah. you know it's just it's it's phenomenal
1: and so my goal this year at comic-con for sure i gotta see the archer panel i watch them after the fact you know uh you know they always have the uh you know, they'll put them up on YouTube or whatever right. uh, when they film them. But, I mean, I just want to see that live and as close as possible. I want to see, I want to see uh, Aisha Tyler looking at H. John Benjamin with that face and just saying, you know, I just.
0: I want to see her man I, I love he that show.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, you know, talking about another show that, that you need to be watching is I keep trying to get Marshall to watch At Midnight with Chris Hardwick. And he said he's finally going to get into it because this last Thursday was an Archer themed episode that had Aisha Tyler, Ju- uh, Judy Greer, and Chris Parnell on it. So you have to watch it, so and
1: I to- love all three of them. Exactly. Just I watched to- it.
0: Go to oh, you finally watched it.
1: I have bad news, buddy.
0: Oh, I'm going <laughs> to hate you.
1: Okay, okay, all right, all right. Let me just let me let me be blunt here. Okay, I will tell I you this: watched-
0: not the best episode.
1: I watched half. Oh, I here's half. why. First of all, I don't really like game shows. Didn't know it was a game show. Okay, this shows out, well you listen have, to me.
0: I've told you twice it was a game show.
1: I know, I don't listen to you. So the other thing that I I, I couldn't handle, uh, if you want if you, I listen to a lot of Kevin Smith podcasts, one of my favorites is Edumacation, which I've tried to get you to listen to. I um, listened to about and,
0: four or five episodes.
1: Okay, whatever. So in the last couple of episodes he's talked about Andy McKelfish has talked about something called sympathetic embarrassment. Okay. So like when you go to a comedy, like I can't go and watch live stand-up comedy. I'm, I'm deathly afraid that person is going to bomb. Okay. So granted they're brilliant comedians. Okay. But he puts them on the spot and makes them do an improv joke. I'm dying the whole time. I can't, I can't explain it. And so I watched it to the second commercial and then I stopped. I didn't delete it. I might try again. Uh so you're basically saying you're a wuss. I, I pretty much. Yeah. Okay, you
0: know yeah. forget the Archer episode, go back I wanna say it's back in March of last year and watch this modcast
1: episode. Kevin, no, I saw they had Garmin, uh, Muse and Smith on there, didn't they? Exactly. And Kevin Smith I saw that on, on the site. Kevin Smith came right, back in
0: September and did an episode with Justin Long in honor of oh, Tess. Okay. so
1: which we still need to watch. I haven't watched it yet. Don't tell me about it. I've watched. Have you watched it? I have. I'm looking okay. forward to yoga. Maybe losers. that. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe that's next week. All right, man. Okay, and with that, we're going to close out the show. So uh, again, this was the pilot episode of the usual podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we welcome all feedback, especially since it's the pilot. I'm sure we had tech issues and various other things. So any help would be very, very welcome. Uh, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, we'll have them in the show notes and at theusualpodcast.com. You can email us at theusualpodcast no, yeah, at, the at gmail.com and find us on Facebook at theusualpodcast and Google+. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at I'm at Darth Pops and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. Please take the time to give us a positive rating on iTunes, like and share us on all the social medias. And uh, we'll keep doing it. So thanks uh, thanks again.
0: We'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.